Hey, hi, hello, and welcome back to The Switch Podcast. I'm your host, Selena, or Cell for short. It feels so good to be back and recording. (laughs) I feel like we have to address the elephant in the room of me skipping a week. So I just want to apologize. I had a lot going on in my personal life. So much so that I actually shaved my head and dyed my hair orange. (laughs) Um, We are feeling much better now. And we are ready to get back on schedule. So thank you so much for your patience. I really appreciate it. This is not something that I see happening very often. But nonetheless, I appreciate you guys bearing with me. Alrighty, so I took a poll on my Facebook and my Instagram and asked you guys what you wanted to hear on the podcast because I just want to make sure that I'm covering topics that you guys are genuinely interested in. So I got a lot of feedback and a lot of great ideas for podcast episodes. So I think what we're going to do is start with basics and then expand upon there as the weeks go on. So there was one topic in particular that I felt was a really great jumping off point. Um, I'm pulling this straight from my Facebook. Somebody asked me, what made you define yourself as a switch? And what would be something that you would offer as advice to others not really knowing where they stand as far as in the BDSM community? I love this question just because I feel like there's so many elements to it and so many different ways that we can explore this. So we're just going to jump right into this. (laughs) I just want to reiterate that I haven't been in the scene very long, less than a year. Like I'm still very, very new to this, but... When I look back at my sexual history, there was definitely aspects of BDSM that I was incorporating into my sex life that I didn't know would be considered kink or BDSM or anything that falls under that umbrella. So when I was having more vanilla sex, I predominantly have slept with men my entire life. Looking back, I noticed I was very much letting the man take the lead and telling me what to do and very much so submitting to whoever I was in bed with at the time. Whereas when I was in bed with women, I was noticing, looking back, I was very much so more the dominant one in the sexual experience. But that also really depends on the woman because I've absolutely had women that have dommed me in bed. (laughs) And now that I'm having the kind of sex that makes me happy and makes me feel fulfilled, it kind of just came naturally to put a label on myself as a switch. Because for me, labels don't mean everything, but it definitely helps when you're talking to a potential new partner of figuring out what the dynamic is going to be between you two. But not everybody has that kind of experience as I do of being like, okay, well, I am submissive with this and I can be dominant with that. Some people don't know where to even start. And I feel like that's where it can get tricky, but also I feel like that is so exciting because you're starting at zero and then working your way up and seeing what feels right, what makes you happy, and also what you don't like and what makes you feel uncomfortable. So personally for me, I am very uncomfortable dominating men. It's just something that makes me uncomfortable. I'm not very good at it whatsoever. I had one partner that was a male who I tried to dom because they are also a switch. 
And I think the encounter lasted all of about 10 minutes. And I was so wildly uncomfortable and out of my element. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I was afraid I was going to hurt them or overstep a boundary. And I was just in my head the entire time. I just remember when we finished, both of us were laughing. And he was just shaking his head. And he said, there was so much more you could have done with that. And I just looked at him and go, yeah, I know. But like, this is not my thing. (laughs) Whereas with a woman in that situation, I totally would have been in my element. And it totally would have went off probably without a hitch. (laughs) But even after that encounter, that same partner and I tried that again one night. And it definitely wasn't the best, but it was definitely better. I felt a little bit more confident, a little bit more knowing what I was doing in that particular situation. But again, it's not my preferred thing. Like I know there are women out there who find doming men super empowering and more power to them because that is amazing. But I am not one of those people. (laughs) But I think that brings up a really good point of when you are exploring different sides of yourself and trying to find things that feel good for you within the scene, you need to be doing that with somebody who you trust and who you can laugh with if it does turn out to be kind of embarrassing and awkward and uncomfortable. I mean, regardless of exploring or anything, you should not be playing with anybody you don't trust. And I think that would be a really great topic to cover is the vetting process of finding new play partners. Because that is so important, not only to your physical well-being, but also to your mental health. And that'll definitely be one of the foundation topics that we talk about within the near future, because that is super, super important. But my point being is that you need to be playing with somebody where when you're exploring these things, you can laugh, you can feel a little embarrassed and awkward, and it's not going to kill any sort of dynamic that you have going on in that moment. And especially on the flip side of that, say you're exploring something and it triggers some sort of trauma that you've dealt with in your life. You need to trust that your partner is going to be there for you and to comfort you and to pull you out of that. Because I've had that happen to me where I don't know what triggered it, but my partner could tell and he did a check-in and I couldn't even speak and I just started sobbing and breaking down. And in that moment, you need to trust your partner to stop whatever it is that is happening And to be there for you, no matter what that looks like, whether it be holding you, talking to you, or honestly just leaving you alone to process whatever is going on. So that's something that's super important to keep in mind. Also, a huge piece of advice is to research. Start reading about different labels within the community. Start reading up on what it means to be a submissive, what it means to be a switch, what it means to be a dom. Because within that research, you're going to get a lot of different answers to the same questions. And maybe through that research, you stumble upon something that resonates with you and you go, okay, that feels comfortable. Now I have a jumping off point of what I might want to try and what I might feel best doing which regardless 
in this scene, you should constantly be doing research to improve yourself, to be a better sub, to be a better dom, to be a better switch. You should always continue to do research because I feel like in the scene, like this is not just about sex. This is about building connections and learning about yourself. And also in some aspects, this is bettering you as a person. For instance, it teaches you how to set boundaries in your life and how to be vulnerable with another person. It can help with trust issues if it's the right partner. Just all around, if you're doing this the right way, which I put that in air quotes, you should be learning more about yourself and growing during this. Which is why I think also I'm so passionate about this because the whole last episode was about growth and change and learning about yourself, right? Like I went through my whole dating history and where I'm at in my journey in my life. Stepping into the scene really helped with that because I didn't know how to set boundaries in my regular life and this helped me set boundaries. I didn't feel comfortable being vulnerable with somebody and now I'm learning to be vulnerable with somebody. I had and still have trust issues when it comes to people, but this is helping me learn that it's okay to trust people and it's really helping me regain my power back sexually as well as just in my day-to-day life. So again, just something to keep in mind when you're exploring all of this. All right, so on to my next piece of advice. Have multiple play partners. And when I say that, I'm talking to people who are single or in an ethically non-monogamous relationship, be it polyamory or an open relationship. But even if you're in a monogamous, committed relationship, you can still do the exploring with your partner. If anything, that should bring you guys closer together. But this piece of advice is geared towards people who are single or, again, in an ethically non-monogamous relationship. I personally think it's so healthy that when you're exploring, you are making connections with different partners that bring different things to the table, even if they identify as the same sort of label. And what I mean by that is, say you're exploring being a submissive. I personally think it's super healthy to have more than one dom. Because no two doms are the same, just like no two people are the same. For example, I've played with a dom who is more aggressive and more intense where, wow, I'm really about to show my ass, aren't I? (laughs) We do impact play and he degrades me and everything is super intense physically as well as verbally with consent, of course. But I've also played with a dom who is much softer and doesn't do those things. Which, in turn, I was able to take the experience with the more aggressive dom and the experience with the softer dom and go, okay, I like aspects of this and I like aspects of that, which then makes you able to communicate to potential partners what you like and what you don't like. Which communication is so, so important in these dynamics, right? You need to be able to communicate what your hard limits are. Like, where do you draw the line? What is an absolute no? You also need to be able to communicate what you do like, what makes you happy, 
in a scene. And I feel like one of the only ways you're going to learn that is by having different experiences with different kinds of people in the community. Of course, in a very safe way. And what I mean by that is, please get tested regularly. Please be open with your sexual history with potential partners. Please use protection Your sexual health is so important and it just takes one time for things to go haywire. So please, if you're going to take this advice, you have to be smart about it. You have to look out for yourself as well as the other person. Because at the end of the day, when two people are having sex, it's not just about you and it's not just about them and their well-being. It's about both of you. That's my soapbox for today. I have a feeling that I'm going to have at least one of those moments in every episode from here on out. (laughs) But regardless, I feel like it's something super important that has to be said. But anyway, back to the topic at hand. Exploring dynamics with people who have the same label and exploring dynamics with people who have different labels is very, at least in my opinion, very vital to finding out where you stand within the community. Which I guess like perfectly goes into one of the last pieces of advice that I have, which is finding out what your kinks are. What are your fantasies? What really gets you going in the moment? Because if you can figure out what your kinks are, that can kind of lead you in the direction of where you may want to be. So say you have a kink of tying people up, so a rigor. That is more of a dominant trait than it is a submissive or if you like being the one that's tied up being a rope bunny that's more of a submissive sort of trait and even if you like doing both that's a switch trait and identifying those kinks really takes you being honest with yourself with no shame and no guilt which can be really hard if you've never sat down and self-reflected on things of that nature before. And again, I'll use myself as an example. I have a spit kink. I love being dommed and having whoever's doming me spit in my mouth or spit on me. Or if the roles are reversed, I enjoy spitting in someone's mouth or spitting on them. And to be completely honest, when I first figured that out, I felt very weird. Because to the average everyday person, that's gross. But after I started thinking about it, I like that in an intimate setting with somebody that I trust in the middle of a scene. I would never be okay with somebody just randomly spitting on me who I have no idea who they are in a supermarket. (laughs) And that kind of just shows how all of this kind of ties in because I would only let somebody I trust in an intimate setting do that. So really... My point being is sit down with yourself, be honest with yourself, be open with yourself of things that you know that you like and maybe some things that you're willing to explore with the right person because again, that can really lead you in the right direction. And my last piece of advice would be just to be patient with yourself. All of this takes time. There's a huge learning curve that I feel never fully goes away because you're always learning something new. When you have a new partner, you're learning a new dynamic, you're learning how to navigate that, and maybe they show you something that you like, maybe they do something that you don't like, and it's just more knowledge for you to have. Ultimately, you're going to find 
a label and a space where you feel you belong. But that also doesn't mean that you are committed to that label from now until death. You could go into this very excited thinking that you're a sub and maybe a year from now you turn around and think you more so identify as a switch. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I feel like, again, the label is more so to help you create the dynamics with new play partners, not to identify who you are as a person. It's just there to aid in communication. So at the end of the day, I really wouldn't get tripped up on a label as much as just doing things that come naturally to you and that feel good for you. Because once you start doing that, then the label will just kind of naturally come. So I hope that I helped shed some light on this topic and gave you guys like a nice starting point if you're not in the scene yet as to where to start when finding who you are within the community. If you guys have any questions, my Instagram DMs are always open to have open and honest conversations and to answer anything you guys might need any clarity on. But I am going to go. So thank you guys so much for listening. As always, I'm going to have my social media link down below. If you could rate the podcast and subscribe, that would help me out a ton. So play safe and I'll catch you guys next week on... Switch.